together this morning. that the meetings are over with but we're happy to be back this morning to worship the Lord and to just be in his presence again we have a few written requests uh, I want to continue to remember Mariah Elkins that's Brother Canaan's daughter uh, she is doing better uh, but we just want to continue to pray for her also uh, Sister Veronica we we'll continue to remember her she's doing better as well but uh, just need the Lord to Give her strength and touch her. We're going to continue to remember Brother Ron in our prayers as well. Also, uh, a lifelong uh, family friend of Brother Sam, uh, the Wallace family, they, they had buried, I think, Brother Floyd Wallace today. So we will remember that family in our prayers that God will just be with them and comfort them and, and guide them. And I'm sure there's many other needs here this morning. If you just make those known by an uplifted hand, God sees our hearts and knows what we have need of. Brother Jonathan's way I think minister to us or remember him today. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Our Heavenly Father, as we, Lord, we humbly come before your presence again. We just want to thank you, Lord, that you've granted us another opportunity that we can gather together this morning, Lord, and we can worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, we ask that you be with us in every part of the service today, Lord, all the, the songs and the music, Lord, may our worship be accepted in your side, Lord, and may you just touch our pastor this morning, give him strength in his body and his vocal cords, Lord, and just speak through him. You know what we have need of today, Lord, and on our ears to hear what you have to say. Touch each of these requests that were written, every uplifted hand, Father. Be with us in the remainder of the service, and we'll just give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And I still... Myself, I don't know about you, but I still haven't recouped from those services. My goodness, I just feel like I've been through the mill this, this morning out. But we're, we're certainly not giving up. We're going to keep pressing on and continue on worshiping the Lord this morning. Sing with us a will today. I think eight back. Well, I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary, 
and catch a gleam of glory bright. But still I pray till heaven I bow. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Oh, Lord, lift me up. Let me stand. Come up a little higher this morning. Amen. Let's sing this gift to you. Well, I've got one more river to cross. One more mountain to climb. One more valley that I've got to go through. I'll be 
to cross. One more mountain to climb. One more valley to go through. Whatever it takes. I just want to be there. I just want to be there. Amen. Let's sing it. And I'm kind of homesick for a country to. Bye. 
homesick this morning for Beulah Land. I'm longing for it just to get out of this sin-cursed world. You can have your seats this morning. We'll have our ushers to come and receive the morning offering. You just give them to the Lord. I think Brother Noah celebrated his birthday this week. Was it on Friday? It's on Friday. So let's give him a big hand for his birthday. This Somebody else is going to have a birthday close to Daddy, and I think be soon. We're looking forward to Sybil getting here. Amen. <clears throat> Let's sing a little more chorus, and then I'll have Sister Audrey, Sister Hugh, Abby sing for us. Amen. Let's sing Be Glad. Oh, how great is our God. Just sing with me. Testify with me this morning that our God is great. He's awesome this morning. Amen. Come right here. Time stood still. 
for things to get softer, um, you're in the wrong army. This is no time to slack up. This is no time to retrieve. There's no break for you when you're a child of God. Your face is set towards heaven. Hallelujah. Like Abraham, we're seeking a city whose builder and maker is God. The mentality of the world is to relax and to Oh, it's okay. I'll just take a break and I'll just step back. We're not stepping back. We're people of God. There are no restraint on us. 
We're, we're not in any way, form, or fashion uh, with the mentality that, you know, we are, we're just now just going to coast along the way. We're not coasting. The heat has been turned up. And there's people, I believe, in this room who are ready and determined to keep running and keep fighting and to keep pressing. That's what life is all about. The Bible says that in this life, hallelujah, since the beginning of time, men have been pressing their way into the kingdom of God. You believe it? Now, that's the mentality of just laying back and just being at ease and just allowing things to just go the way it is. It's not the bride of Christ. She, she, she's anointed from a higher realm, a higher dimension. And the things of this world may knock us down for a little while, but we're going to get up by God's grace. You believe it? And to lean on the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that he is in charge of everything about us, everything that, can, that concerns us. If you are a child of God, then you are an attribute of God. An attribute is an expression of God. You'll believe that. I couldn't think glass unless it, it came to my mind, then it became an attribute. And then when I speak it, then it's an expression of what is in my mind. And so it is with you this morning. You were already in God's thinking, an attribute. And God has spoke that this morning, that you're a child of God. You may have went through hell this week, but God already see every direction and knows everything about your life. Since last Sunday to this Sunday, Satan has attacked you in every way possibly. Mentally, physically, financially. Even in your spirit, Satan has came against you. But I'm here to say praise God. We're here to raise up the standard and to lean on Jesus Christ. The Bible said, lean not on your own understanding. Let's lean on him uh, this morning. And the brethren will come. This is the tithe, the first fruit you give to God. And he will bless you for doing this. Well, I lean on you, Lord. I lean on you. Come on, somebody Lord. sing it with me. Oh, for the things that I need, I lean on you. When I, I don't, don't know, know what, what to do, Lord. I got the faith you're going to see me through. Oh, to supply my every need, I lean on you. What are you leaning on this morning? Oh, I lean on you, Lord. I lean on you, Lord. Oh, for the things that I need, I lean on you. Oh, when I don't know just That's what right. to do, I've got the faith you're going to see me through. Just apply.
the everlasting arm. Praise God. Every other arm is going to fail you. They'll get tired. Oh, they'll be there for a while, and then suddenly they just fade away. But praise God, we're serving an eternal king. One that never begins and never ends, and he's ever there with us. Always, even when we can't feel him or see him, he's there always. Praise God. Certainly appreciate each and every one of you. Happy to be back in the house of the Lord to worship Jesus Christ. And uh, thank the Lord for the opportunity uh, to serve him. Praise God. You know, you could have been somewhere else today, but praise God, his grace came after you. You know that. You could have been messed up. All in a, a, a disposition of life that there's no hope. There are so many out there that way this morning have no hope. They may have everything this world can offer them, but they have not received peace in their hearts. But praise God, we have a peace that passes all understanding uh, this morning. Uh, let's remember to uh, put on our calendar our next meeting coming up on August 19th and 20th. Our anniversary meeting will be here with Brother Tim Pruitt. And we're just looking for a grand time around the fellowship of the Lord. Also, I want to remind you, uh, this Friday, I sent you a text out at 2 p.m. here at the church. We will have a little program here with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department. And they will come in and um, educate us and um, give us some uh, training as uh, what uh, help us understand uh, the days and the times and what's out there and to uh, embrace us and Give us some good material to be proactive uh, in the unlikely event of this crazy world we live in. It's one thing to be reactive, but we have to be proactive. And I, I feel that we need that in this church, and uh, hopefully it will come in and help us with that. But you're all welcome to be a part of that. There'll be, uh, um, uh, I believe it's a, a program that they uh, share with many of the churches in the area. Uh, trainer shooters program, active shooters, uh, awareness uh, program, and uh, different things that um, they do to help um, equip us as a church, a body. You know, Satan don't care who you are. And we have to be. We have to be on the defense. We have to be proactive to know. And to, the Bible said that to be aware of his of his device. We have to be aware. We have to be proactive of the enemy. To know that he's lurking around. And he's doing everything he can to destroy us as people of God. And uh, it makes no difference who we are. Satan is after us. He's coming after us with everything within his power to destroy us. Because that's his ambition. Is to destroy the body of Christ. He started in the heavens. Then he came into the earth with the same ambition. Is to destroy the people of God. Yes. But praise God, we're here today to uh, be, be strengthened, be encouraged, and lifted up yes. uh, to know how to uh, combat the enemy. And I, I sort of detour this um, Sunday from our, our series. Now, I've just been dwelling on this thought. I've preached it here many times before, but just a different little angle I want to look at this, uh, this morning to encourage you. In the book of John, chapter 11, verses 38... I want to preach on this subject, uh, liberty from your grave clothes. All right. 
Because I, I want you to understand that Satan is not through with you yet. And I know that sounds negative, but Satan is not through with you yet. And you, you don't need to be you don't need to be complacent. You don't need to be satisfied where you at in your walk with God. You need to understand that we we have we have a, an enemy that is after our souls. And he's out to destroy us. Whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, in every aspect of life, Satan is out to destroy who we are in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to speak along this line this morning because I realize that uh, the fall has caused a lot of corruption to humanity. And Satan is after you. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with today. Maybe it's a family matter. Maybe it's a dispute. Maybe it's an arch. Maybe it's some debt that you owe. Maybe it's uh, some form of a problem that uh, is unbeknownst to anyone that's here today. But whatever it is that is coming at you today, Satan uses numerous areas in our lives to crush our faith. And to stop us from meeting that goal that God has set for us. But we as people of God, we have to see it. And we have to understand it. And we have to know that this is not our permanent home. And we cannot allow circumstances around us to control who we are in Christ Jesus. We cannot allow sicknesses or contentions or strives or disputes, or ill feelings, or whatever it is, Satan is the mastermind as implementing those things into our lives. He knows how to send those areas of conflicts into our walk that we may refrain from being strong in who we are today. And I want to deal with these great clothes because I want you to understand uh, this is Satan's ambition uh, is to take you down today. It's to destroy your dreams and your vision and your purpose uh, and who you are in Christ Jesus. Makes no difference who you are. You may, be, you may be a deacon. You may be a song leader. You might be a preacher. You might be a, a, a deacon's wife, a pastor's wife. Whoever it is today, we are not excluded from Satan's ambition that he started in heaven. But as people of God, we have to be vigilant and have to be strong and resolute in the area of knowing who we are. I know in the children of God that we're going to have our guards up. Look here with me in the book of John chapter 11 and verses 38. You know, I see, I see so, such a uh, lackadaisical attitude amongst believers in this hour that really concerns me greatly. We have taken all this mentality of just complacencies. But I want you to know, friends, complacency can really destroy a person's life. Whether it's in the natural or in the spiritual, it will destroy you. You have to be vigilant. You have to be resolute in who you are in Christ Jesus today. Satan is not just going to let you sit back and say you're a Christian. 
Satan is not going to let you sit back and say, well, you know, I'm a Christian. Praise God. Everything is all right. You're the, the, you're the person. You're, if of all people on the earth, you are the people in this age that God is saying that you have to be strong and you have to be consistent and you have to run like you've never run before. Look now in, um, in uh, John chapter 11. Jesus, therefore, again... Morning, this is at the grave of Lazarus, in himself coming to the grave. It was a cave and a stone laid upon it. And Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For he had been dead four days. And Jesus said unto her, say I not unto thee. That if thou wouldest believe, that thou wouldest see the glory of God. Then he took, then they took away the stone from the place where the grave was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which Stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. When he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot in grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. Praise God. You believe it. All right. Back in uh, Luke. Or let me see if I can find it here. John. Let's just flip back. John chapter 8 and verses 36. If the Son therefore shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. Look, I want you to understand. If you are going to stay free. And if you are going to stay delivered, you're going to have to fight for it. If you want peace of mind, you're going to have to fight for it. If you want deliverance, you're going to have to fight for it. If you want to stand fast in the liberty of Jesus Christ, somebody else is not going to do it for you. You as Christians, as people of God, are going to have to have this revelation that as a child of God, if I have peace today, it's because I fought for my peace. And if I'm free today, it's because I have fought to keep my freedom. Now I want you to understand, your freedom has already been paid for. Everything you have need of in this journey has already been taken care of. Jesus Christ has already paid the ransom for your freedom today. And I want you to know that God is able today by this message to give you deliverance from every grave clothes that the enemy has tried to cause you to wear in your life. You as people of God can choose to keep that on or to be saying as a child of God in faith, I reach up in my liberty in Jesus Christ and say, God, because you have paid the utmost price, I am going to cash in on that promise today. You believe it. 
How many has got a need? Lift your hands up before God. Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning, Lord, and we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for those who have gathered today in the house of God. As, as I came this week, Lord, just meditating on the things of God, we've had some great services, good sermons preached, Lord, many deliverance, good move of the Holy Spirit, but Satan is not interested in that. That's past and that's gone. This is a new day. It's a new service now. Between last Sunday to now, we've had a lot of blow with the enemy, Lord. We've had a lot of bouts with Satan. But pray, I pray today, Lord God, that you will anoint me to bring a word of strength and encouragement to the people. You see the hands that were lifted up? I ask that the Spirit of God will just meet every need that is in our presence. Heal the sick amongst us. Touch the minds of your people, Lord, and bring us all under the unction of the Holy Spirit in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The church says, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. You know, when we look at the Bible, we realize that there were three worlds. There was a world before the antediluvian flood, and then there was a world that was baptized in water. And Paul actually sp spoke of this in uh, Second Peter, of a world that is in the water and out of the water. There were three worlds, one that exists uh, before the, the world was baptized by water. That's two worlds, and then in the world that we live in now. We understand that Satan's ambition is always to want to be like God and to control the creation of God and all that is God. And we see that he was kicked out of heaven because of this desire to want to be greater than Almighty God. In the angelic war over dominion, he lost the battle to Michael and was cast into the earth. Now, Satan brought every ambition he had in his mind into the earth, and that is to have control and dominion and power over God's creation. It's to control the mind and spirit of the people of God. Satan's desire is to destroy humanity. He came on earth. He was in the Garden of Eden with the same nasty ambition that he once had in heaven. And that was to overthrow God and to destroy God's heritage. But I have a message for you this morning. God's genes cannot be destroyed. God's thinking and attributes cannot be destroyed. Now we notice in Genesis chapter 1 and 2 that the world was in a state of peace and tranquility. A world before it was in the water. A world created by the power of God and amateur gods. A world that was free from bondage, sicknesses, germ cells, and every corruption that was in the mind of Satan. It was a world that you can live in that was mirroring the new Jerusalem. But then we understand that Satan was also found in this world. 
Genesis 1 and 2. Then we notice Genesis 3 that Satan came into preview with his desire to want to control and have power over what God had created. Now we know that Satan could not create, so he wanted to pervert everything that was pure and holy and proper. And in this perfect restoration, Satan's desire was to mar that masterpiece of God. And he started into the weaker vessel. The woman that came out of the side of a man was the weaker vessel. And Satan was able to interject himself into that portion of creation. We're in Genesis 3 now. We notice that after the fall, that how Satan took power and dominion over the earth. It was at this time there was over 200,000 thousand demons. Remember that Satan drew a third of the heavens with a stair. And they were under the control and power of Satan himself. After Satan gained control and power then of the earth, we know that all the rights and the power and the deed out of this earth went back into the hand of Almighty God. But Satan now remains a squatter in the earth. And he's carrying out his ambition through humanity. In Genesis 3, after the fall, the entire world became activated with demonic powers. Streams of demons and devils now control the earth. But we know, praise God, that there is a plan that God has in place. The entire atmosphere that we live in is controlled by devils and demons. It's contaminated with streams of devils. Not only the earth, but the elements above us. The Bible said heaven and earth will all pass away. But my word shall never pass away. You realize the entire atmosphere, the entire heavenlies is dominated by demonic powers and spirits. This is why when we pray many times, uh, our prayers will go up and suddenly those prayers are captured by demonic powers. This is why we continue praying and we keep praying and we keep praying. Before long, somewhere along the line, those prayers will break through beyond the heavenly atmosphere. Because the earth and the heavenlies are contaminated with demonic powers in the earth. Are you following me now? Satan's desire is to capture us and to put corruption upon us. And as the fall came in to place Genesis chapter 3, corruption set in upon humanity. A man that could be pure, a woman that could be pure, a man that could be without sicknesses and chronic diseases and torments and all these things now is in play with every power of the enemy upon his flesh. Because Satan now injected himself into humanity. You're not the way you are because you wanted to be that way. You're not the way you are because you desire to be that way. The fall caused all of this and created 
a world of sin and destruction. But praise God, there's a greater sacrifice. That we needed someone to rescue us from uh, this uh, life, this body, this corruption that we are in. This grave clothes uh, that we are clothed in. It's there just to destroy our minds, our spirit, our thinking, our, our paths in life. Satan is vicious. And Satan is reckless. And Satan don't care who you are. But as people of God, we have been rescued by Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise God, we had a kinsman redeemer that came to set us free from the curse and power and bondage of this life. Praise the Lord. But we yet in a body of flesh that came from the earth that was cursed. Our souls have been redeemed, but our bodies are not yet redeemed. They will be redeemed some glad morning between 6 and 9. But our soul has received restoration. Our soul has been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. But our flesh is cursed. Our flesh is in a state of the fallen nature with sin and troubles and trials and diseases and sicknesses and turmoil and sadness and loneliness and all manner of corruption has been sowed into us. Is that right? Hallelujah. Amen. Where did God, where did God take man from? The dust of the earth. Hallelujah. Your body was formed from the dust of the earth. It was the earth that God cursed because uh, the earth in itself uh, was not polluted with the elements uh, of Satan. Everything in us uh, is made from corruption except the souls. This is why you're dying every day. You're not getting younger. You're dying every day. Great flows is upon you, but praise God. Hallelujah, by the power of God and Jesus Christ, uh, he has brought us liberty today. You believe it? Now, great clothes are your bondage. It's what you didn't ask for. You didn't ask to have certain courts in life. You didn't ask to have certain diseases. You didn't ask to have certain mind that you have. You didn't ask to be the way you were. It is by the fallen nature that was embedded into humanity. And you picked up that nature as you came into this world. Hallelujah. I want to say praise the Lord. That some glad morning, one day, this is all going to be ended. But the great clothes are your bondage. And that word means... An enslaved person. A state of being bound usually by compulsion as a, of law or mastery. The servitude of a subjugation to a controlling person or force. This is the meaning of grave clothes. That body you're in is dying church. I got news for you. It's dying every day. Every morning you awake, those cells in your body are dying every day. You don't gain new cells every day. They die. 
You eat more now than when you were younger, yet you're dying in your bodies. It's the corruption of this life. And I'll show in just a moment, this is why Jesus Christ came to set us free from this life. You believe it? Don't ever, don't ever get to a place to where you feel you're going to be free from sorrow, free from conflicts, free from heartaches, and free from turmoils. As long as you are in these great clothes, you're going to face it. And the, the, the faster you can understand, that's part of the curse. But you're carrying something greater inside of you that will overcome the power of your great clothes. You're going to live in victory. You're going to live in victory knowing there's a greater inside of you this morning. You believe it? We will not cower to the enemy today. You believe it? We will not cower to the enemy. Amen. Some of you are here, you're suffering. You're suffering from mental problems. You're suffering from diseases. You're suffering from family uh, problems that pass on from generation to generation. You're suffering from habituary uh, habits and diseases and conflicts and complexes and all kind of chemical imbalance in your, in your brain and you don't realize what's happening to you. And the first thing we want to do is try to find somebody to blame it on. I tell you, you can blame it on the old serpent called the devil. Satan is the one that caused this corruption in this life that we're in. So it says the servitude of subjugation to a controlling person or force. I want you to know that this is demonic power. Uh, Paul would tell us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. I want you to look to somebody next to you. That person is not your enemy. That person is not your enemy. They're only a co-existent human being with you in this journey. Your enemy is Satan this morning. Your enemy is those demonic powers that broke loose from the heavenlies into this atmosphere. My God, help us this morning. This is why this whole world, you realize that someday this whole world is going to be purified by holy fire. Amen. It's not the foundation. It's not the earth itself. It's not the heaven that's going to be brand new. But the elements, the atmosphere of this earth is going to be burned up with fervent heat and kill out every devil and germ cell of sickness and chaos. And every problem you're dealing with will be burned up with the fire of God. You believe that? And Christ and his bride is going to come back upon this earth. Realize we're not going too far, amen, after we leave this world. We're coming right back here in this dimension to have power and authority over demons, demon power and spirits. It'll all, be, it'll all be purified. You realize that a thousand years, uh, a millennium is, is, is not the new heavens and the new earth. Amen. It's not the new heavens and the new earth. Amen. This is the new heavens and the new earth. Because this place one day will be destroyed by God's holy fire. You believe it? God has to send fire to burn it up. 
Praise God. Destroy all the sickness and the distress and the heartaches. Some of you sitting there looking at me. You're going through hell. But praise God, hell will be destroyed. You believe it? Hallelujah. Some of you are dealing with family issues, family turmoils, family problems since the beginning of time. That has been between Cain and Abel. Problems and sorrows and sickness and divisions. And, and even today we have a church splits and church fights and, and all sorts of things that's happening. Blame it on Satan himself. You believe it? Ah, he controls all of this. God's provided way in 1953. He said, you're a heavenly being. You're supposed to be a son of God. You're free, brother. You got liberty in Christ Jesus. You believe it. You got liberty in Christ Jesus. My, we can allow the circumstance of life around us to detain us. Hold us back from our full potentials. And we can look to Calvary this morning and say, God, by your blood, you'll save me. By your blood, you have helped me. By your blood, I'll come out of this menopause. Amen. Still have a sane mind. By your blood, all the sickness in my body is going to have to leave me in Jesus' name. By your blood, you've given me a sane mind in Jesus' name. You believe it? Hallelujah. Think of it. What did, uh, what did uh, Solomon said? Solomon would tell us, life is a few days and heartaches and full of what? Troubles. Everybody say troubles. But troubles are no match for Jesus Christ. He knows how to fix the problems. He knows how to move. He knows how to arrange situations in our lives. Oh my, I'm so glad your liberty is in Christ Jesus. You believe that? At Kiddush Barnia, 1956, Brother Bram said Egypt was there 400 years under bondage. And I want you to notice they never lost their covenants. They lost their freedom. Not their covenants. I said to the church, that uh, we may have lost uh, our freedom, but not our covenants. How many believe you're under the covenants uh, of grace? We are under the covenant of grace. Not the curse of Satan, but the covenant of the grace of God. Oh, saints, we have the liberty by Jesus Christ. And should not be living under bondage to uh, the things that we are trapped into. Notice what you're in right now. You're trapped into it. Some of you were divorced. Some of you were remarried. Some of you were in the world. Some of you lived an adulterous life. Some fornicated. Some uh, were on drugs. Some did all sorts of all kinds of things. There's no small sins and great sin. They're all sin. And you were caught in this graveyard and grave clothes of bondage. But I believe that we have liberty in Jesus Christ. And should not be living under the bondage in great clothes. 
I believe that our covenant had finished the ministerial office of intercession at Calvary. You believe that? Are you still suffering from it? You're suffering from some of this. Mind. Some of you, sometimes you can hardly get up in the morning. You can barely get the, 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 uh, the strength to muster up enough strength to get out of the bed for the mental battle that's going on in your mind. Isn't that the age for it? It's not a physical battle. It's a mental battle. The battles are raging in your minds constantly. This is why you find yourself so depleted of strength and energy and, and zeal and passion to go on. Satan attacks the mind. He chose the mind as the battleground. And the battles are raging. And I'm not ashamed to tell you, amen, that's hard sometimes to get up in the morning. Because this body is in a state of grave clothes. You believe it? Yes, it is. And the most spiritual and the most liberated and the most delivered will tell you that. Some days I don't even want to see the daylight. There's some days I don't have the strength to live. There's some days I don't even have the courage and passion to go on. But I want you to know that's the power of the curse that's upon your flesh. But praise God. We are living sometimes under the bondage in great clothes. Jesus Christ, our mediator, has come to us. His ministerial work was done. You believe it? You believe that? Let me prove this to you in Hebrews 10, chapter 10, quickly, verses 11. Hebrews 10 and 11. Bible said, every, every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice which can never take away sins. But this man, Christ Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, forever sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth, verse 13, expecting till his enemies be made his footstools. What is God doing every day in your life? He's slaying every enemy in your life. And there are millions, there are thousands uh, that's been sowed into your flesh. But praise God, the Holy Spirit is bringing every enemy under the power of his foot this morning. I believe he met every requirement of the Old Testament law and uh, the uh, requirement and requirement of the Father uh, for you and I this morning. Sin has caused this, friends. Sin, sin has caused this. Since it's sin has caused every church division, every family fight and few. Sin has caused all these troubles that we deal with in this life. Sin has caused this. It's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. It was the fall in the Garden of Eden. But praise God, you have to look on the broader side to know that we had a mediatorial person that stood for us. A mediator that stood in our gap to bridge up, amen, every fallen place in our lives. You believe it? You accept it this morning. He is the high priest of our confession. My, I love that. In verses 13, it says, from henceforth expecting until his enemies be made his footstool. Every enemy someday 
is going to be slain uh, and you will walk out upon the ashes of the wicked. Everything that now conquer you, you will conquer it in Jesus Christ. You believe it? Every grave flows of corruption and curse in this body. You'll be delivered from the bondage of this curse. One day, friends, I'll tell you, it'll be a glorious morning. You believe this? And I'm trying to press through to you to let you know it's not your fault. Amen. But God's got a greater plan for your life. You believe it? The law of bondage. Ended right here in the scripture. The Bible says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down at the right hand of God. Hallelujah, friends. Let me say this. We still are reaping that. We're still reaping the effects of the fall in our lives, in our minds, in our spirits, and everything. We're fighting as Christians, but we have to be resolute to know that Jesus Christ has paid the, the utmost a price and ransom us from the penalty of all these things that we're dealing with. You may not be completely delivered from the great blows, but Jesus Christ has paid the price for your deliverance that you don't have to be guilty of all of that. We see in the scripture right now that the law of bondage ended right there in the scripture in Hebrews chapter 10. One of my favorite scriptures is Hebrews chapter 10 because it tells how the mediator came in and interceded for me. Praise God. How that he advocated for your sins and my sins and the fall of every sin that could have been upon our records. But the mediator, the mediator came in and took our place this morning. You believe it? The dispensation of law ends right here. You believe that? Hallelujah. The law was bondage. The law was bondage. The people could not keep the laws. Amen. They wanted the laws. God gave them the law, but they could not live by the law. God gave them ten commandments to live by, and they couldn't live by it. Amen. God sent them a prophet. They didn't want the prophets. They wanted to hear from God. God gave them his voice, and, and they couldn't handle it. God gave them the law. They couldn't keep up with it. But God knows it took a greater sacrifice than law and bondage and works to bring you into the presence of God. It took the blood of Jesus Christ, our mediator, to connect us with our, our representative. You believe it? Look at Matthew chapter 27 quickly. Verses 50. And Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, uh, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were open. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appear unto many. Dispensation of law ends right here. You believe it? You don't have to be subjugated to your grave clothes, church. You can peel off those grave clothes this morning like Lazarus. Hallelujah. What did Jesus say? Loose him and set him free. You can be loose from the things that haunt you today. You believe it? 
and Satan's ambition to haunt our minds, haunt our minds. To be living in a haunted mind is a terrible state to be in. And you know how that starts? By your failures and by your mistakes and by everything that you've ever done wrong. Friends, let me say this. As long as you're caught in these gray clothes, you're going to always be in the shadows of what it represents. But beyond that, in the inside of the soul, hallelujah, there's been a restoration by the power of Jesus Christ. You believe it? I love this, brother, um, brother Matt. It says, and he yielded up the ghosts, uh, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. Praise God. I want you to know this morning, God can rent everything from your life. I don't care what it is. If it's some habit, if it's some disease, if it's something you've been wrestling with, God can rent it from your life. You may have came to great meetings and you had liberty, but you're still bound up this morning. I want you to know you don't have to live in those great clothes. You see, Lazarus, he had liberty, but he was still bound in the great clothes of corruption. You don't have to stay in that state. You can choose. It's a choice that you make this morning. You can choose to stay delivered by the blood of Jesus Christ. He can wrench the veil from your life. He can wrench sorrow, addiction, and sickness from your life. You believe it? You want God to rent those things. Oh, God, rent it from my life. Amen. There was not one, according to the scripture, one jot or one tittle left undone. He was to become, the Bible said, the lion, which was the judge. And now he took the book out of the right hand that sat on the throne and finished the redemption claim, Revelation chapter 5. Aren't you glad he did? When no man was worthy. Amen. To loose us from these great clothes, there was one that came. As good and as respectable as I, as we have respectable people and, and, and those that maybe have earned degrees in life, no man can ever free us from the corruption of the curse that we deal with every day. But Jesus Christ, there's no one, there's no one like Jesus. Amen. When he set you free, your minds will be free. Amen. You believe that? My, he took the book out of, right, out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Just think about it, friends. No man, the Bible said, no man in heaven, nor in earth, nor under the earth was worthy to take the book. No man had the power to erase the corruption of the fall of sin and habits and sickness and diseases and germ cell from our lives like Jesus Christ. Satan couldn't do it. The angels couldn't do it. The archangel couldn't do it. Michael couldn't do it. Christ himself had to step out and erase every curse by the power of his representative. The Bible said he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Revelation chapter 5. And he cried with a loud voice. Amen. The angels crying with a loud voice. Who is worthy to open the book? Amen. To look therein. And no man was worthy. He realized nobody can set you free today but Jesus Christ. 
No man, no church, no song, no preaching. Nothing can set you free but Jesus Christ. He is the only worthy one amongst us. He's the only one can free our spirits from habits and addictions and sorrows and distress in this life. No man was found worthy. Hallelujah. This is why I love him so much. This is why I will forever lift my eyes to Calvary. To view the cross where Jesus died for me. No man was found worthy to do it. He is the worthy one. Praise God. He's the worthy one. That take my sin. That take my sorrow. That take my inner pain. My inner struggles. My mental battles. He's the only one I can come to this morning and say, You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Can you say this morning, you are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. No man is worthy to take my shame. Amen. To take uh, everything that's ever dark in my life. Hallelujah. And don't try to tell me you don't have dark places. We have all been in a dark place. And perhaps you are in a dark place right now. But I've got news for you. He is worthy. I said he is worthy to bring you out of the claws of Satan and rescue you this morning. You believe it? Yes, the Bible says he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne and finished the redemption claim. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm just going to take my time and preach. If I finish, I finish. If I don't, I'm going to preach until God tell me to quit. Hallelujah. Somebody else has got a claim on you. Of this flesh. Yes, Satan has a claim on you. You know how he does? Because he traps you into his habits and his addictions. Amen. And into his devices. And he stakes a claim upon your life because you fall victim to him. But praise God. Hallelujah. Our kinsman redeemer has reclaimed everything that we are. Everything that we are. He has reclaimed us. Praise the Lord. I don't have to cower to Satan today. I don't have to hide from Satan today. I don't have to cower to him. But I can throw my hands up to God and say, Lord, take every sickness. Take every lie. Take every lust. Take every perversion. Take every doubt. Take every sin. Take every fear. Take every anxiety. Take everything of this great close off of me. And let me stand fast in the liberty that you have reclaimed me. You believe this? You can be set free right now in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Yes, our kinsman redeemer. Amen. Finish the redemption claim. Hallelujah. Satan once had me in his palm. Satan once had me in his vice. Satan once had me in this great close of mastery, amen, and control, and force, and power, and enslavement. But praise God, Jesus Christ finished the work of redemption. Satan had a claim on me one time, 
But praise God. Amen. The claim has been released. There's no claim on me any longer. I might bear some scars and memories. Oh, but praise God. I've been delivered in my spirit and soul by the blood of Jesus Christ. You believe it? Somebody shout amen. I've been delivered by the blood of Jesus. I've been set free by the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, he took the book out of the right hand that sat upon the throne. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, Revelation 5, John wept much. Amen. And no man was found worthy. Amen. But there came a lamb. Hallelujah. Not just a lamb, a bloody lamb. John heard, <laughs> hallelujah, the Bible said John heard a lion, but when he turned, he saw the lamb. Praise God for the lamb. If you make the rapture, it's because of the lamb. Hallelujah, you believe this? You're delivered because of the lamb. You are who you are because of the lamb. You're forgiven because of the lamb. You're healed because of the lamb. You're going to make it because of the lamb. You're going to shout because of the lamb. You're going to run because of the lamb. Hallelujah. My liberty is in Jesus Christ. My liberty is in Jesus Christ. There's no man, no pope, no judge, no courthouse that can put any, any verdict upon my life. Amen. They cannot charge me with any transgression. Because he was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. And the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, I am healed. Yes, hallelujah. You believe it? Yes, he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Imagine John being there shaking. Amen. My, I know I've been, I've been a good person. I know I've been, I've been, I've been rotten. I've just been, the thoughts that I have, Lord, the things that I keep drawn to, amen, the things that keep drawing me, Lord, I know in myself I'm no good person. Hallelujah. But John at that moment represented the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. There was one that came forth, bloody lamb, bleeding. He had been in battle. He had been fighting with, uh, with, with Satan himself. Uh, amen. He was wounded. He was bleeding. Amen. There was a battle in heaven that took place. Uh, and there was blood upon him for you and I. You believe it? Hallelujah. It's not a pretty sight, your redemption, friends. Your freedom is not a pretty sight. Amen. There was a lot that was involved to set me free today. I can walk out of this church and say, Lord God, I can lift my hands up to you and sing the song of liberty. That whom the Son has set free is free indeed this morning. By bloody battle, bloody, the Bible says, he was bleeding all over. He had been in battle. He had been fighting. Hallelujah. He had you in his mind. Amen. And he was thinking about you. Amen. He saw how many times you would fall and how many mistakes that you would make. You believe it? But praise God. Hallelujah. We had representation. Amen. You weren't saved yesterday or day you put the date on it. You always were saved. You believe it? You had representation by predestination. 
And God knew that in his mind when he went to fighting for you. Amen. This is why he came out bloody. Hallelujah. He fought for your liberty. He fought for your freedoms. He fought for everything that you are today in Christ Jesus. Bloody bleeding lamb. Proceeding from the Father's throne. And the Bible said he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. And he claimed my redemption. Because my name was not in the church book. It was not in some book uh, uh, of history. It was not in the, in the most renowned book. It was not in the book uh, 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 of celebrities. It was not in the book uh, of legendaries. But praise God, it was in the book of redemption. Praise God that Christ says that even though you are in the great flows, I've got the book with your name in it. You believe it? He claimed it with his blood. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life? Hallelujah. How many of us have been struck out from friends' lists? How many of us have been defriended by friends? How many of us have been shunned by friends? Our names have been ex- exiled from the friendship circles. But praise God, in the Lamb's Book of Life, Hallelujah. My name was written there by the blood of Jesus Christ. And no eraser or bleach can take my name off of the book of redemption. You believe it? Praise God. I'm glad God does not operate like man. That when we get mad at one another, we delete each other from our phone book. Amen. We quit texting each other. Amen. Come on now. God don't do it that way. Instead, he sends us a love letter. He sends us a message like this. And he says, you, I still love you. I'm still coming after you. Before I spoke a word, he was singing over me. Hallelujah. Before I came into this world, God was praying over me. You believe it? You ought to be shouting hallelujah this morning that God has rescued you. Thank God. Amen. Yes, he claimed it. The Bible says he took the book. Hallelujah. He took the book. The book is back in the hand of Almighty God. Every name is in it. Praise God. Your name is in there. Amen. Your name is in there. My name is in there. And the grave clothes can't hold us. Hallelujah. Great flows can't hold us because resurrection power is lying within us. You believe it? Amen. You realize that Lazarus could not come back to life and out of the grave unless he had a part of God inside of him to resurrect. Amen. You believe it? Amen. God only resurrect those that are his. But you see, Lazarus had a part of his representation inside of him. It was only sleeping. You believe it? And what did Jesus say? Lazarus, come forth. He woke him out of his sleep. Hallelujah. Church, I pray this morning the Holy Ghost is waking you out of your sleep. That you are not lost. You are not unforgiven. This is not the last of you, but the best of you. Yes. And the songwriter says, he see the best of me. 
Hallelujah. When everybody saw the worst in me, he saw the best in me. You believe it? Are you shouting? He saw the best in me. Hallelujah. He said, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's my boy. That's my girl. Hallelujah. Lazarus, just come forth. Amen. You've been sleeping four days because you got a part inside of me. You see, what Lazarus inside, had inside of him uh, could not die. You believe it? It could not die. It was a little speck of a germ of God's life inside of him. This is why Jesus could push everybody back. Put them out of the house. Stand back. Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. The Bible said a man that was dead four days suddenly came out of the grave. Amen. Praise God. And the thing that bunged him up, he told the believers, set him free. Hallelujah. Loose him and set him free. You believe that? I trust this morning the message is loosing your mind from all these hallucinations that you're having. All this imagination. All these uh, chemical imbalances that we all have inside. None of us are saved. We're all crazy. Amen. The food we eat makes us crazy. Amen. There are none of us sane. The only sane one here is those that are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Who's living by the power of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, every one of us are messed up. You believe it? Hallelujah. My God, we go back in our family our tree in our life and all we see is failures and disappointment and mistakes and all the, all the nonsense of this world and all, everything, the complexes and indifferences and, and my, our minds are all messed up. Amen. But praise God. Hallelujah. We now have the mind of God. Amen. We have the mind of Jesus Christ. The Bible said he was a lamb with the seven seal book. Praise God. And when the book was taken, the mediatorial work was finished. You believe it? You have a mediator right now. He's prophet. Priest. He's king. He's God above us. God with us. God in us. He was prophet on earth. He's a high priest right now, but someday he's coming back with you as king and queen. You believe it? You realize you have a mediator. Somebody shout out, God's not dead. God's not dead. What is he doing? He is mediating for you as we speak. As we speak, he's mediating for you. Hallelujah. Every time Satan comes up into the atmosphere to ward off our blessings, the mediator intercedes. Hallelujah. You believe that? This is why the heavens has to be passed away because it's filled with demon power that's trying to hold back your blessings. But praise God, the mediator intercedes. The mediator intercedes. Every once in a while, it seems like my honest prayer is taking a long time. But the ambassador is on the scene. He's going to your rescue. He's fighting on the front row. Hallelujah. Oh, my God is in battle for you. You believe it? Oh, what a God we served. You see, John never saw a thousand saints come out from the minatorial Throne, but the Bible says in Revelations 5, he saw a lamb. 
a lamb that had been slain bloody. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad I'm not depending upon uh, 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 thousands of, of saints to mediate for me, but a lamb. It didn't say thousands of the saints uh, came out from the throne uh, as a bloody lamb, uh, but it says a lamb, a lamb, the lamb, Jesus Christ, one over all, above all, in all, through all. You believe it? Are you glad for a lamb? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I have to sometimes when I feel uh, ridicule and criticism and persecution for my brethren, I have to read Revelation 5 and realize that my mediatorial work was not done by my brethren, but it was done by a lamb. Hallelujah. You believe it? It was done by a lamb. You believe that, saints? You realize God can touch your mind and your spirits even as I'm preaching today? Amen. And fertilize you with the Holy Spirit that will give you power to overcome in this life. Yes. Yet John never saw a thousand saints who came out from the mediatorial work, but he saw a lamb. Oh, I will forever cherish that a lamb, the lamb, the only one, Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. All the prophets came and they gave their visions and their prophecies. The prophets came, some came and they arise. All the great men came and all the dispensationalists came. All the angels came and they brought their message. But praise God, there was a lamb, hallelujah. A lamb that died and interceded for me. That I owe my allegiance to Jesus Christ. I owe my life to him today. You believe it? That he can set me free from the great flows of everything that I struggle with inside of me. You believe it? Oh, the battle rage is so severe sometimes that you don't even think you have the mental strength to think again or to talk again. And Satan comes from every angle and accuses you of this and accuses you of that and brings up this and brings up that. And brings everything up. But praise God. You need to point him to the Lamb of God. And say praise God. The Lamb is the one that intercedes for me. I may be in these grave clothes. But praise God. My liberty is in Jesus Christ. You believe it? Liberty. Amen. From your grave clothes. Liberty from your flesh. From who you are in the flesh. To who you are in Jesus Christ. I'm not looking at who you are in those grave clothes, but who you are in Jesus Christ. You believe it? This is why I can preach like I'm preaching this morning. This is why I can pastor you year after year in service after service because I'm looking to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Because your hope is in the Lamb. Your hope is in Jesus Christ. Your hope is in the Messiah. Your hope is in Christ Jesus. You believe it? Oh, yes. The Bible says is in the sensory days is over the mediatorial days. Now the book is in the right hand of the original owner. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad my verdicts and my directives isn't coming from Satan, but from God. 
in Satan's old book. When I used to be in there in his records, it'll be, you did this, and you done this, and you're that, and you're the other. But I'm reading from a different book now. Amen. This book says, I'm a son of God. I've been set free. I don't have great clothes on. That I'm son and a son that have been set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. I read it to you. The Bible says, that if the son therefore shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. You believe it? Amen. He is now, amen, the one that gives me my directive. You know what he tells me? Stop for a moment. Meditate and pray. Hallelujah. Forget about it. Get out of the flesh and get in the spirit. And look to me. And I will do great things in your life. You believe that? So now the book is in the hand of the original owner. Our kinsman had now come back from the throne of Mediterial. And has walked out to take his possession. You believe that? And the first seal, Red Ram said this. He says, and that's the reason Christ has stayed to, uh, has to stay as a mediatorial seat back here as an intercessor until the last one comes in uh, at the last age. Praise God. I'm glad he stayed there. I'm, I'm glad he didn't end it, the dispensation in Luther's age or Wesley's age or even in the Pentecostal dispensation, but he stayed there in the house in age, in the age of sin and filth. And distressed and, and, and turmoil. Friends, you have never seen turmoil as you see it today. And it's not going to get any better. The corruption and the perversion is going to be in unimaginary of what you see coming on the earth. Come on. First they came out of the closet. Amen. Then they start marrying each other. Amen. Now they're changing who they are. I saw the other day, Sister Brenda sent me of a guy in, in uh, Tullahoma. He, he decided he's now a dog. It's the truth. And his wife supports him. Takes him in the park. Dresses up in a dog costume. Eats dog food. Sleeps on the porch. He said he always was a dog. He felt like a dog. He always wanted to be like a dog. So my response to that, why don't you just take him down to the vet and nuke him, amen, and treat him for, uh, for, uh, for a flea. Amen. I bet he wouldn't want that. Amen. People are messed up in their minds. Is that correct? Messed up. She sent it to me. Amen. I'll show it to you next service. The guys think he's a dog. Tell me if this world is not crazy. Yes, he thinks he's a dog. Sleeps on the porch. Eat dogs, dog food. Trying to bark like one. I saw the video. I thought, my goodness, what is going on in the world that we're living in, friends? You better know that you got a bloody lamb that's interceding for you. Amen. You know, the sins of Sodom got so great that it vexed even Lot and he was backslidden. Hello! Back, Lot was a backslidden believer, and even the backslider says, This is too much for me. And so is the bride in this last age. Amen. The sins of Sodom. The Bible said grieve Lot's soul. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Then Red Ryan tell us they're going to walk around naked. They're already doing it. 
Amen. They got beaches where there are new beaches and, 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 and all these things. And they adopted the 70s uh, mentality. Amen. Of free love. Amen. You take my wife. I take your wife. I take this, that, the same thing. The devil has sent the world into a sexual chaos and is destroying humanity. But praise God, there's going to come a new heaven and a new earth. You believe it? In the third seal, he said it's ministerial work. For he was bleeding for the people, interceding for the people until the last soul that was put on the Lamb's Spirit of life before the foundation of the world came in. Aren't you glad Christ came in the evening time? This is a corrupt age. We're not living, living in the Pentecostal age. We have representation. We're not living in the age of priests and Pharisees and scribes. We're living in an age where we're going off of a representation like a woman at the well. What did she have different inside of her? A representation by predestination. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lamb came to get you. You believe it? Hallelujah. When the Lamb came in his day, what did the priest and the Pharisee says? This man is Beelzebub. He's a fortune teller. Amen. He thinks that he's God. But a little prostitute woman inside of her and not changing a dispensation recognized the Messiah and said, Come see a man that told me the things that I've done. Isn't this the Messiah? Hallelujah. We've had a Messiah sign in the age with a Messiah message that's called us out of Sodom. Amen to the newness of life. Strip away the grave clothes in Jesus' name. You believe it? Yes, the book of life before the foundation of the world and, uh, and came, amen, to claim his own. What is Christ doing in this age? He's claiming his own. Hallelujah. He's claiming his own. Amen. He's sitting on the throne claiming his own. As long as he's on the throne, there's blood between us, Amen, and Satan. And he does not even have to hear, see us, but he hears our voice coming up through the blood. You believe that? God don't see you. He hears your voice coming up through the blood. Because when blood meets blood, when red meets red, sin I cancel out. You believe it? Your red sin in his red blood omits sin and obliviates it forever and ever. You believe that? My, my, my. Some of you sitting there thinking that you're Pentecostal. You're not Pentecostal. You're the bride of Christ. Amen. You're Pentecost by identity, but not by denomination. When Jesus came and preached in his days, some Pharisees and Sadducees didn't want anything to do with him. Because he was changing dispensation. He was taking the people up into the clarity of who they are. Because he's getting ready to present the ultimate uh, plan of redemption. Hallelujah. My, my, my. When they rejected the Messiah, nailed him to the cross. What did it do? It sent them to their destination. Hallelujah. You believe that? There was four crosses. Amen. There was four crosses. Three on the hill and one at the bottom of the hill. After Judas betrayed Jesus Christ, the Bible said he went and hung himself at the foot of the hill of Golgotha. 
There was a thief on the right and on the left. And Jesus was in the middle. Hallelujah. Amen. And when those Pharisees, religious people of that day, amen, rejected him and sent them to their destination. But when that prostitute woman recognized the Messiah and sent her into a higher place beyond this life. You believe it? Hallelujah. Praise God. What happened to the thief? Two thieves, one on the right, one on the left. The one on the right says, Lord, when you come into your paradise, remember me. Amen. When he died, he went straight into, he bypassed rigamosis and everything else and passed into a faster dimension where Jesus was. Hallelujah. And when the thief on the left cursed Jesus, he went to his destination. Downward spiral. And praise God, we've been set free. All my time is gone. But praise God, we've been set free. You believe it? He finished the plan of redemption. Redemption for the soul and body. You believe that? That's our liberty. You believe that's our liberty? And Apostle Paul would say, Galatians 5 and, and, and 1, as the musicians, please make your way up. He says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Amen. Don't worry about your great clothes. Amen. You worry about what happened inside of you. Jesus didn't look at the prostitutes' great clothes. He looked at a represent, representative. God isn't looking at your great clothes. He's looking at your representative. You believe it? And Jesus Christ brings our body through three processes of purification and declare us free from our grave clothes. How many believes that? You believe it? You were baptized by water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our justification. Christ then dropped his blood upon us, cleansing us by redemption. That's sanctification. Claiming us as, it all, as his own. He then gives us a fiery baptism of the Holy Ghost. Notice the fire baptism is to cleanse it from sin, from sicknesses, and from disease, germs. Holy fire from God comes down from God out of heaven and burns everything up. All glory to God. Let us all please stand to our feet and give God glory. Amen. He has set us free from our great clothes. Holy fire of God comes down and burns it up. Amen. Hallelujah. You want God to do that? Send the Holy Ghost fire, Lord. Burn up this earth. Burn up every desire. Burn up every carnal thought. Amen. Yes, the fire is to cleanse it from sin, from sickness, from disease, from germ cells. Holy fire from God. Come out of heaven and burn the whole thing up. Praise God. Burn up all your great clothes. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God takes you through a holy cremation and destroy everything that's hanging on you. Aren't you glad about it? You ought to be shouting this morning. The word has come to deliver you, to set you free from all this corruption. You believe it? Amen. 
Hebrews chapter 10 and verses 2. I love it. I love it. Amen. The worshiper of one spurge should have no more uh, conscience of sin. Hallelujah. Holy fire just burn us up. Same way God's going to do the, earth, the entire earth. He, he baptized it with water in the time of Noah. Amen. You believe it? He dropped his blood upon it. Uh, Calvary. Amen. And under the day of Pentecost, he sent back the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. To cleanse it from every sin and unbelief. God is doing your bodies the same way. You don't have to stand in your grave clothes this morning. Believe it. The worshiper once purged should have no more conscience. That, that word conscience in the Greek. When you come into the Old Testament, amen, every, every word in the Old, uh, New Testament, rather, is translated into the Greek. When you flip back into the Old Testament, every word that's spoken in the Old Testament is under the Hebrew anointing. But under the Greek anointing, hallelujah, it gives a meaning of being delivered from bondage. You believe it? Set free by the Holy Spirit. And that word in the Greek, conscience of sin, means no more desire. No more desire of sin. Hallelujah. He wants purchase and should have no more, uh, more, more conscience of desire or desire of sin. You don't have that desire of sin. You may fall victim to temptation, but that desire is gone. Hallelujah. Amen. There's no more desire inside of you. You may be trapped into it, into thy great clothes, but there's no more desire of it. If you're a child of God and you're in Christ Jesus, you have no more desire. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to be trapped and enslaved into some things, but the desire is gone. Hallelujah. Because once the worshiper has been purged, they have no more conscience of sin. You believe it? Holy fire, Holy Ghost from God comes down and burns out all the desire of sin and all the nature of this world. You believe that? Oh, hallelujah. One more quote and I'll close. Future home of the heavenly bridegroom and the earthly bride. Now, therefore, he that sinned winfully after he received the knowledge of the truth. Then again, the Bible says it's impossible. For a man that's been born of God cannot sin. He does not sin. There is no way for him to sin. How can he be a sinner and redeemed at the same time? How can I be in the pawn shop and out of the pawn shop at the same time? See, oh, he redeemed us by his blood, by his spirit. He cleansed us. Then he comes and he dwells in us, the church, not the denomination now, the bride. Glory. Give the Lord a good clap offering. He comes to the bride in the last day. My God. I better stop. Hallelujah. You love Jesus. You love Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I, who I am who I am by the Holy Spirit. I can only preach from the inspiration of the pure word and bring the word down to you to deliver you. Amen. Every gift is different. Some preaches from a different inspiration at a different angle. My, my tactics and my avenue has always been the word base. Amen. If I bring deliverance to you through the word, it's by this Bible and the message of the hour. How many feel that the word has come to you this morning? Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has come to you. 
I'm just glad for the diverse, the diverse, amen, gifts of God in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't be somebody else. They can't be me. Hallelujah. I have one way, and that's I come through that word. I lay that word in place, and I just keep coming after you with that word. Hallelujah. Amen. Suddenly I see an inspiration, an anointing strike. Amen. Somebody, and there I go. Amen. Keep putting that word inside of you. Don't you love it? How many feel free this morning? Out of your great clothes. Delivered by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You know, when I was a young evangelist, I could take one scripture, no notes, no anything, and just preach. Preach by inspiration under the Holy Spirit. But as I begin to come into my adoption, hallelujah, my placing as a son of God, I begin to see that there's only one thing that can dethrone Satan and cut him off. And that's what Jesus did. It is written by the word. Amen. As I grew into my adoption, I began to see a skill and ability as an oracle of God to where the word can come down and bring to your life and strengthen you that you can leave this place and lift your hands up and say, Lord, I'm so glad I came to church. I'm so glad I came to thro- church. I had a rough week. I had a bad week. Oh, my. The blood pressure and diabetes and blood sugar and my, my, autoimmunity and everything the devil put name on. You know your brands. Amen. God just says, amen, Jesus. Amen. I'm a sin pastor this morning. Amen with the Holy Ghost. I feel good. I don't know about you. I feel real good in the Holy Spirit this morning. Praise God. Praise God. The word is powerful, friend. Sharper. Amen. And any two-edged sword. And it is the discern of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Let's sing a song. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. Oh, I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. Save your life. You know how wonderful that is to be saved. 
be filled with the Holy Spirit in an age where the oil is getting thin. Then the Bible says them foolish virgins is going to come and say, give us of your oil. And you know what the bride is going to say? No, we just got enough. This is how much the Spirit of the Lord is lifted from the earth. Amen. We just got enough for us and our household. Praise God. You realize that? Why do you think, why do you think, why do you think you're seeing some of demonic forces in control of the atmosphere? Because the Spirit of the Lord is lifted from the earth. And it's going to take the bride up. Amen. With it. You believe that? And let him that's filthy be filthy still. Let him that's holy be holy still. You believe that? God's taking up the bride in this last day. Do you appreciate him? Amen. Do you love him? Sister Juska has got a testimony for us. Next Sunday, she's going to give a testimony of God's healing power upon our life. And you don't want to miss that. That's next Sunday. Amen. This Wednesday night, I'll be preaching here on warfare prayers. We'll be back in the family, but I'll be preaching on warfare prayers. Don't miss it. Amen. Amen. Don't miss it. Warfare prayers. I'm going to show you how to ward out the enemy that's coming after your blessings in Jesus' name. Warfare prayers. This Wednesday night, tell all the saints, church has resumed. Amen. Pastors back in the pulpit. This Wednesday night, everybody say seven. Amen. Seven. Hallelujah. We'll meet you here. By the grace of God, we appreciate you. Let's sing one more song. Naomi, come, you know her. Amen. Let me pray with you. Well, I am on the battlefield. Oh, my Lord.